It is 745 and 45 degrees here in the Twin Cities, Minneapolis-St. Paul. It is time for our weekly wine chat, and we're joined by Jack Freeland. Jack, a week ago, the history of Haskell's was really fascinating. I always enjoy <laughs> what you have to say each and every week. You're very, very kind. Today, I thought of how to make the best of not being able to go out to a restaurant. And, you know, you can make your own home absolutely as fine a place as any restaurant in town. Believe me. You know, I remember Fritzy Haskell 50 years ago when I bought the business from her, used to tell people, uh, lower the lights, put a candle on the table, serve a bottle of wine, and whether you're having meatloaf or beef stew or Chateaubriand, everybody's going to enjoy it a lot more. And that's true even today. After 50 years, it certainly is true. You set the stage and set the mood. And then, of course, everything else follows very, very easily, in my opinion. I remember once, many, many years ago, my wife and I just came back from San Francisco. It had been about our second or third trip out there to wine country, and we were very, very impressed. So we decided to have a San Francisco party. And the reason I'm mentioning this is it just shows how you can use your whole house. When the people arrive, we put them in the music room where we served champagne and peanuts because that's what they served on the airlines in those days. So, And then when we got there, we went out onto our sun porch where we had decorated it with fishing nets and all that to Fisherman's Wharf. And on the sun porch or Fisherman's Wharf, we had takeaway cocktails like they used to serve on Fisherman's Wharf and those uh, wax Dixie cups. They would put shrimp, baby shrimp or crab, and then put uh, a sauce on top of it. You'd walk around with these. So we served those out on the sun porch. Well, what to do for the next course? Well, we went to Chinatown. We went all the way up to the third floor where we had set up a Chinese restaurant. And, oh, I might add, of course, we had a wine called Centenaire Brut was the champagne that we had as we flew out there. When we got to the porch, we had a wonderful Frog's Leap Sauvignon Blanc that went just perfectly with that crab, walkaway crab and walkaway shrimp cocktail. Then when we got up to the attic, we had Chinatown, and we had hung Chinese lanterns and everything in one of the rooms up there and had a whole fish. And with that fish... We served a wonderful German wine uh, from Dr. Uh, well, anyhow, uh, Muller-Turgau. Uh, it was wonderful. Then, of course, our main dinner, we went all the way back downstairs to the dining room to have a, a regular normal meal. I don't even remember what we served there, but I do remember the wine. It was Chateau Lynch Bage. Of course, you could buy Lynch Bage in those days for about $12, $13 a bottle. But it was absolutely exquisite. Then, to cap off the evening, we have a rotunda in our house. We went up to the rotunda pretending we were at the top of the march or something like that in San Francisco. And overlooking Minneapolis, we had uh, liqueurs and dessert. And for dessert, uh, we served... In addition to liqueurs, we serve Chateau Riasec, which is a wonderful sauterne. And my wife had made Ouf Salle Niger, which is uh, eggs in the snow. And what that is is kind of a meringue in a liquid 
sauce, and boy, it was just wonderful. But the idea, not is so much the thing, but using the whole house like that, uh, every one of those rooms, I mean, it was not a big party, it was maybe a dinner for eight or ten at the most, and we went all through the house uh, doing that. And, and when you do that and set the stage, you know, you're going to have a wonderful evening, trust me. Uh, use the whole house, not just the dining room or the kitchen or something. In fact, if you usually eat in the kitchen, best to get out of there. Change the environment a little bit. Like I say, add some candles, lower the lights, and you're going to just relax a little more and enjoy the food that much more. You aren't going to rush through it. Whatever you do, turn off the television, put on some music, and, and set a comfortable mood just like you were going to go out to a good restaurant. Because sometimes, uh, let's face it, the finest restaurants are our very own home. Uh, I did pick a couple of different dishes that are easy to do, and I paired some wine with them uh, So for ideas for you. Not that you can't get a million ideas from just going on the Internet. You know, We have a room in our house called the Culinary Library. And it's a collection of cookbooks I've accumulated over the years. And the whole room, all four walls, are covered with cookbooks. Well, I'll talk about something that's totally obsolete. You can get all of that online today, and you don't have all those books cluttering up and using a room for a culinary library. But So everything is available to you online today. And what I'm going to suggest first is maybe ribs. Now, ribs are so easy, in my opinion, to do. You take the ribs, season them with whatever your favorite seasonings are, wrap them in aluminum foil, put them in the oven for four hours at 250 degrees. At the end of four hours, take them out, put your favorite barbecue sauce on the top, and put them back in the oven for another 15 or 20 minutes till that barbecue sauce caramelizes. And then... Try some of the best ribs you'll ever have. Fall off the bone. And with that, I suggest a uh, Malbec from Argentina. Uh, Gary Bay is one of our favorites. It's owned by the same family that owns uh, Chateau Clark, the Rothschilds. And they are absolutely poured millions and millions of dollars into this winery, Chateau Malbec. And Malbec is one of those uh, wines, it's just perfect with that sweet, tangy flavor of barbecue sauce. I've said it many, many times, but that a Gary Bay with those ribs, I'm telling you, you'd have a meal that would please anybody, even the most jaded palate. And a Gary Bay is not very expensive. It's under $12 a bottle, and it really is good. So again, you slow cook the ribs uh, after you've dusted them with whatever spices you want, wrap tightly in aluminum foil, open up that aluminum foil after four hours, put your favorite barbecue sauce on, put it back in the oven for another 20 minutes to let that sauce heat up and caramelize, and then serve it with the Malbec, and I'm telling you, you're going to have a meal that will dazzle the most jaded palate. The next one is one of my favorites, and this again is a no-brainer, salmon in the oven. The secret here is you take three parts of good Minnesota maple syrup and one part of your favorite soy sauce, and then you marinate the salmon in that, the little salmon steaks, or even if it's a half side of salmon, marinate it, put it in a big plastic bag, and 
add the maple syrup and the soy sauce, and then pour that on the top, pop it in the oven for maybe 20, 20, 25 minutes at the very most at about 350. When you pop that out, you're going to have salmon that you just won't imagine how good it is. That wonderful sweetness of the maple syrup and the saltiness of that soy sauce blend together and make that salmon extraordinarily tasty. And the good news is, with that, I'd have second-growth Pinot Noir from Oregon. And Oregon Pinot Noir is just made, in my opinion, to have with salmon. And this salmon is sort of Minnesota quality because of that wonderful maple syrup, and it makes a wonderful meal. Again, you use three parts maple syrup, one part soy sauce, Cover the salmon with that, pop it in the oven for 20 or 25 minutes, take it out, and serve it with that second uh, growth uh, from Willamette Valley in Oregon. It's delicious. The next one is one of my favorites and the family favorites. It's mustacholi, and you can cheat here. Saute a little onion and some garlic in a pan with some olive oil. Then add your favorite pre-made sauce, ragu or prego or something like that. Make it eat. Oh, I forgot a step. You want to saute in there after the onions and garlic are wilted. That is, they turn sort of translucent in color. You add whatever your favorite is if you want meat in there. You can add uh, Italian sausage, not the one with the casings on it, but just bulk Italian sausage. You can add hamburger. You can add ground turkey. You can skip that entirely and have ve- for vegetarians. Or then you add the sauce to that sautéed meat and onion mixture. Let it simmer for a bit. Take mustacholi, pour this over mustacholi, <coughs> excuse me, with a generous, generous bit of Parmesan cheese, and boy, is that good. And with that, I suggest Mendezone Primitivo. Primitivo is really the progenerator, if you will, of Zinfandel. For years, Zinfandel was called the American weed. No one knew its origins. It's just an American vine, etc. Wild. Well, not so. In the 1880s, it was brought over from Italy. It's called Primitivo. It's been identified with the DNA and all that good stuff. And it is a wonderful wine to have with anything Italian, in my opinion. It's a great pizza wine. Mendezone Primitivo. It's under $15, and it's very good. The next one is maybe chicken. Uh, this is an, another no-brainer. You put the chicken in the oven, maybe chicken breasts, and if you like, get the ones that are skinned and boneless, and then bake them in the oven for about a half hour. Then take it out, and here's the secret. You take three tablespoons of mayonnaise, one tablespoon of Parmesan cheese, mix it all together, three tablespoons of mayonnaise, one tablespoon of Parmesan cheese, put it on top of the chicken and pop that chicken back in the oven for another four or five minutes till that melts. What a dish that is. Simple, just chicken breast, with that, and with that, I'd have hit Chardonnay. It's a wonderful Chardonnay from California. It, too, is under $15, and it really makes that chicken dish stand up to attention. It really is a terrific thing. The other one, just in case, why not have a tuna casserole? Tuna casserole is so easy to make, and believe me, everybody rolls their eyes, etc. It's a, a, a true gourmet dish. If the tuna 
a casserole is made properly. It is an intriguing dish. I, I can remember having it as a little kid and liking it. It was kind of comfort food and this and that. Sure. And then about, oh, maybe five weeks ago or so, my wife made tuna casserole for dinner. She did the same thing my mother did, crumble up potato chips, put it on the top. It was wonderful. There's a hundred recipes for that. I won't go into it, but one of the wines to have with that is Calatera Sauvignon Blanc. It is a wonderful Sauvignon Blanc. Uh, it's from Chile, and it is again. It's under twelve, under thirteen dollars, and it is absolutely delicious. Um, well, there you have it. You have five recipes, oh. no brainers. All five of them, in my opinion. Uh, oh, you want you can check online for the recipes on all this. It's pretty simple. You got some elegant wine there to go with it, and believe me, you're going to sit back and have a fabulous, fabulous meal. And don't forget, um, set the mood in advance. Uh, Jack, uh, we've yes, got to run. Uh, tell us what's yes. going on at Haskell's. Indeed, the folks at Haskell's love to talk about wine and food, and believe me, they're good at it. There's a Haskell's near you where you can save a lot of money on wine, and not only that, get some good information like I just gave you. There's a Haskell's in Bloomington, Excelsior, Haskell's in Fairbolt, right off of 35. Our super seller up in Maple Grove is not to be missed. Haskell's in downtown Minneapolis has free parking. Haskell's at Ridgedale, Plymouth, St. Paul's Island Village, Stillwater, White Bear Lake. And if you can't come into Haskell's, go to Haskell's.com. And don't forget, Haskell's does deliver. And you can also have curbside pickup if you prefer during these difficult times. But don't forget, the folks at Haskell's are there to help you make your meals better with the perfect wine. Thanks, Jack. We'll visit with you next week.